Hi there, podcast listeners. In case you're new here, I just wanted to pop in and let you know that if you wanted to watch this episode so that you can see the centering points for grounding before animal communication and also the massage techniques, of course, that I'm describing, I do have a link for the video in the description for this episode. Also, if you wouldn't mind, please leave me a positive review. It does definitely help the show. Thank you so much and enjoy. This is the Animal Intuitive Show. We talk about animal communication, natural pet care, and we do interviews with experts in the fields of animal care and advocacy. I really appreciate it if you do subscribe, if you are not subscribed, and if you could hit the like button. Uh, These things get this show out there and help it to grow and help other animals and their pet parents. So uh, I want to start actually with, um, actually, let's just let me know, everybody, if you have any pets with you tonight that you're going to be working on. I'm not sure if everyone has a pet. It's always just nice to know what's going on out there. This is my wolf. I got him a long time ago. He's he's a little dusty. He's been in the closet. He's my model because it's really true when you try to work with um, animals, you just can't predict anything they do. And I can't, I can't trust my animals to, to, to sit there and be nice and helpful for me. So that's okay. Okay, great. So Jennifer has her kitty and Anne doesn't, but she loves it. And yes, exactly. If she cooperates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can still learn this stuff and then practice it later when, when they're in the mood, you know? (laughs) So this is, uh, my wolf. So I'm going to be using him to show you some of my moves. But first I want to start with just a little bit of grounding because With animal communication, it is really essential to get grounded if we really want to hear what the animals have to say. Uh, To be in a centered space is very important. And I actually picked up some nice technique, a sort of a nice, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like a little bit of, it's called an energy centering meditation. And a colleague of mine named Judith, a friend and colleague, Judith Hancox, Uh, developed it. And it's sort of um, drawing on the meridians of the body and traditional Chinese medicine, um, the chakras, and um, it's just a really good way to get people grounded. Um, Judy happens to be a clinical social worker like myself, and she developed it to help her clients. So if you ever want the whole thing, there is a recording of it, and I can... um, I'll put that information in the, I think she has a recording of it, but I can put her information in the description if it's something you want the whole thing for. Um, Oh, thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate you asking people to hit the like button. Um, So yes, let's get a little grounded. So I'm not going to go through the whole energy centering meditation, but I'm just going to have you do a couple things because they're really kind of quickies to get centered and grounded. So we're just going to start by taking in a deep breath. I'm sure everyone is happy to do a little bit of centering and grounding after a long week. 
And the animals have taught me through the years that it is really essential and how far sometimes off I am. I'll realize it when I go to do animal communication. So if everybody would, just take in a really nice, slow, deep breath. Um, exhale, inhale as you would like. It can be through your nose, through your mouth, whatever works for you. And exhale. And then just do that again and bring your shoulders up when you do it. Let those kind of roll, just letting out any tension you might be carrying in the body. You might want to just shake out your arms, your legs, anything that's kind of, you can feel that tightness. It's nice actually when you're beginning to communicate with animals to recognize where in your body you're holding tension or even pain because if you're trying to feel what an animal's feeling, you you're trying not you don't want to mix it up with what you're bringing into the communication. Just taking another deep breath and exhale slowly. And just be happy that we are able to sit here and ground ourselves and take a moment to appreciate the animals and the other beings that surround us. Any sort of being, fish, birds, you know, trees, these living, breathing, parts of nature that support us and sometimes we just sort of don't notice it because we're in a hurry. Which is okay because, you know, we don't want this to be a judgment thing. It's just kind of how life is sometimes, especially in 2021 and it's just busy, busy, cell phones, things like that. So animals show us that we can take some time to slow down. And if we can't do it for ourselves, doing it for them might be a motivation. So just to say a little bit about um, this, these points I'm going to show you. So there's a point right under your nose. This is called the governing vessel. And some people will put their hand over their belly button when they do this. Um, that's fine. This, this meridian, the governing vessel, runs back up over your head and down your back and then somewhere like under your tailbone. So when you access this, when you touch this point here, you're actually accessing the whole governing vessel, which is a very good thing. Um, <laughs> so I won't get into all the, the Chinese medicine stuff because this is just massage and, and communication tonight, but it, it's a very helpful thing for balancing your, uh, your systems of the body. So under the nose, you're going to press here just gently and just, you know, take a deep breath in. 
and exhale. And take another deep breath in. And exhale. And then you're gonna go under your bottom lip, right above your chin, that little divot there, dip, whatever you wanna call it. This is the conception vessel, and it runs the length of the front of your body. And it's another wonderful point because it helps so many different aspects of the body and different, um, different organ systems through in the philosophy of traditional Chinese medicine. And then you're also, of course, um, impacting the chakras that run along the conception vessel meridian. We're gonna do one more point. Um, this is a wonderful point for releasing anything that might be kind of carrying with you from the day, any resentments, anger even, um, just emotional stuff or thoughts that you might be bringing that might be a, more of like a negative nature and you wanna let those go before you do animal communication. So we're gonna press the, um, the pinky side of the hand to the other pinky side of the hand. And you know, you might, if you do any EFT tapping sort of things, this is, um, you're, you're gonna see how these things sort of intersect, but we're just pressing these points. But if you want, you can also, you can, you can tap them. And if there's anything that's, you know, consciously that you're aware of that you need to let go of, you can think about that and you can let them go or just know that you are releasing anything that you might be carrying with you as you're doing this. Okay. All right, so I do you guys feel any better after doing that? Do you kind of notice a difference in your energy? I know I do. It doesn't take much. Hi, Dr. Patty. Yes, I know Patty. Hi there. <laughs> I didn't read the whole thing, and then I saw, oh, that's Patty. Good to see you. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear if anybody is noticing any um, changes as they do those things. Feel free to chat. Uh, this is an interactive kind of a thing. This is, you know, the kind of situation where you can ask questions at any point. That's totally welcome. Calming. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Good. Yeah, more relaxed. Yeah. It doesn't take much. It's incredible. And that's something you can just, you can do in your car, you know, right before you have to go into a meeting or whatever, just before you go in your house, <laughs> uh, before you go to sleep. So 
and there's definitely other points in that centering meditation. So, uh, you know, uh, as I said, I'll put the, the link for Judy down there. So, um, animal communication is, you know, this is a, this is sort of an overview we're doing tonight. Um, but I'm going to talk about the basics of it and explain what it is. And we're going to do a little bit of it together. So animal communication is understanding what an animal is thinking and feeling and also communicating back to the animal anything that you would like to communicate with them. And it's always interesting because I find that when I teach that people will um, begin to recognize pretty fast how they've already communicated with animals. If you're an animal lover, you're, you're quite often people have already communicated with animals. So that is, excuse me, a central focus of when I teach because I want people to recognize that this is something that um, we all have within us. It's not something that we have to um, think that, oh, you know, I can't do this. This is something special that this person does. Um, I can't do it. it. It is something that you can do. Um, sometimes it just takes a little bit of focus and practice, but I believe that if you love animals that and you want to take a little time you can definitely do that and the wonderful thing is that the animals love it when we communicate with them they're always reflecting back to me when I talk with them how just happy they are I mean if you can imagine being carrying around all these thoughts and feelings and your family never really um, completely knows them you know, obviously we, we know our animals, so we, we pick up on things and we, we know their, their personalities and certain characteristics of them. And, um, you know, we know their hearts and that's, that's a really good thing. But at the same time, there's sometimes just things that we're missing because we're not going right to the source and finding out from them exactly what they're thinking and feeling. So with animal communication, we can do that. And, um, you know, I think that it's something that we are born with, as I said, I think that what happens is that sometimes as we're kind of growing up in society, we, it's just not something that's just, that's talked about. It's not something that is encouraged to, to grow because most people don't really know that, know how to do it. They're not consciously aware of it. So obviously it's not gonna, um, you know, be something that they're going to, to be teaching others. So I think that that is changing, um, however, which is, a, I think, a good thing. I'm actually going to be teaching a class for children. If you, um, I'll put, actually put a link down there about that because it's a, um, another, it's not through, through me actually. Uh, it's a Jaguar spirit camp, spirit Jaguar camp. I might be flipping it. I don't know, but the description will be there <laughs> if you're interested. If you if you know of a child, have a child that might be interested. So, um, animals are very excited to talk to us. So, and really, what I think it is is it all comes down to is connecting through the heart. So there's different tools that we use to communicate with animals, but it all really boils down to going into your heart center, going into your heart. And I hope that makes sense to people. 
but oh, wonderful! You're coming com coming in from the UK. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This will be. You can watch this. It'll be on here tomorrow if this is um, not a good time. Absolutely, would love to have you to come back and watch it. So, thank you, Dave, for stopping in. Um. So, it it really is about connecting through the heart and. You know, I think that sometimes that just, you know, okay, through the heart, that means like, you know, my, when I love someone, it's it's my heart. Um, can the animals, someone's asking, can other animals that are not your own sense this communication from you? Um, you know, I, I do think they do. I, I do. Um, I do talk about the code of ethics, which was... Um, developed by Penelope Smith. She is somebody who brought animal communication sort of to the public. And I did have an opportunity to do some training under her, which was great. She's, um, you know, chock full of information, experience and, and wisdom about animal communication. And she developed this code of ethics. And um, she has in the code of ethics where we are not to be talking to people's animals that are not our animals. And, you know, that's just sort of like if somebody's child was there and you went over and you just started talking to them and asking them personal questions. Um, at the same time, if an animal's just in someone's home and I'm just saying like, hi, how are you? Um, that's okay. That kind of like surface level stuff. Um, so, you know, I do feel that they do pick up on it for me. Um, I'm not sure if just, I wouldn't say so much, like if I'm, if I'm doing something else and I'm outside and I'm like on a walk and I have like, you know, earphones in, I'm listening to a podcast. I, I don't necessarily think that a dog walking by me is going to know that I can communicate with them. Um, but if I'm more, you know, in, you know, grounded in, in my, I'm not distracted, then I think that they, they can, or if I'm focusing in on them, I think that's pretty easy for them to pick up on that fact. Um, I'm not sure what that means. Hi, Ann Chill W. Cat. Are you just saying to someone else who's called Ann Chill W. Cat? That's a cute name, if that's what it is. Um, <laughs> sorry if I'm confused. Um, so, yeah, um, I think that, well, animals are communicating to each other all the time like this. So, okay, you're welcome. Hopefully that did make sense. Thank you. So that's how they communicate with each other is they are, you know, just, you know, the word is really, the, the word that people would probably associate it with is telepathy. Um, it's not having to speak out loud. It's communicating thoughts and feelings without speaking out loud. And animals are picking up all the time on what we're thinking and feeling. So your animal in your home often knows a lot of things that are going on that maybe you don't even realize that they understand or are aware of. So I spoke to an animal this week or last week it was that um, they were moving and they asked if the animal knew that they were moving. And it's a dog, I believe. And the dog did know. Uh, but they didn't know when, and they didn't know uh, 
you know, the, the necessarily like the details of it, but they had a sense of it. Um, I also talked to a dog this week, um, who was going in for a procedure to the vet and he did, he was picking up from his, um, pet parent that he was going in for this procedure and he was telling me that he, she was more worried about it than he, he was, he wasn't really that concerned about it. Um, he's a special kind of guy. He's funny. Amigo. He's in one of my other uh, videos on here. He's, he's really, I'll try to remember to put that up on one of these top parts, um, a link for that if someone wants to go watch it, but, or at the end of this video, um, he's funny. He actually, she told me he didn't want to leave the vet hospital. He loves, um, attention. He's really funny. So, yeah, that's just how they communicate. So, so we're coming in and we're trying to communicate the way they communicate. So yeah, he's so funny. Um, so in communic when communicating through the heart, as we call it, we are, we get centered, we get grounded, and then we are going into our heart center. So obviously meditation and those types of things where we slow down our brains and get out of that chatter that goes on, the monkey chatter it's called a lot of times, uh, we need to do that in order to focus on that part of us that's the the understanding part of us, the, the listening part of us, uh, the part of us that isn't, um, you know, thinking, 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 but rather we're receiving, we're hearing and understanding. So when we do something like massage, of course, the benefit of this is that we can better be in tune with what the animal needs during the massage. We just sort of, I find, I find I naturally go much better to, um, I gravitate energetically better to where the animal needs the massage to be focused on. Um, and also even like the intensity of the massage is another part of that. So just being in tune with what the animal needs when you're doing massage. Um, that's definitely a benefit of, of being able to communicate with them. And an important thing about animal communication is to try to just sort of like set aside the idea that you can't communicate with animals. Sometimes people come to this thinking, I can't do this. I don't know. You know, I'm you know, I, 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 don't, I can't meditate. I have such a hard time doing that. And I really encourage you to try to set that aside. Um, I do have free um, MP3 on my website that you can download. It is free. Um, it's a meditation for communicating with animals. And that might be something that you could listen to before you go about trying to communicate with animals. And then there's also just, you know, music and things like that. You can watch those free on YouTube or listen to those free on YouTube and, you know, just try to get into that space. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was also wondering, has anybody in the chat ever communicated with animals? I didn't ask that question. And I'll wait because there's like a little bit of a delay. So I'll wait for that and then keep talking. So, um, so when you're doing massage, it's for some people who are doing massage, it's 
um, sort of unconscious energy work because you're working on the different meridians of the body and you're maybe not thinking about it in that sense. Like as somebody who's just, I don't know, just maybe more um, on the medical side of massage might just be thinking more about um, the muscles of the body. And that's very important when you're doing massage. But at the same time, if you can become more aware of energy, then you're adding a layer to it that's great. It's just going to enhance the massage for the dog and the cat or whoever. Um, or And also for yourself. I find it's really interesting that when I do massage, I just feel that I benefit too. It's just an interesting thing with energy. It's kind of like what goes around comes around. Um, and I also find that a lot of times when I do massage on someone's animal, they themselves will become very relaxed. They could just be like sitting in the room and they'll say to me, you know, wow, I just, I feel so relaxed. And it's just that, that energy thing that we sort of understand, but maybe we don't hundred percent have the science to explain it. I think that's coming. It's starting to become more clear. Um, but we, but it just seems to happen. I think Jean might be aware of that happening sometimes with her adorable fur kid. Um, so Anne says she's tried animal communication, but not sure if they can understand me. Uh, can we hear via telepathy what they are saying, even though it is not words? Um, and then Jennifer says, I think I can understand what my cat is saying, but I don't know. So um, let me just make sure I understand. So can we hear via telepathy what they are saying, even though it's not words? Um, yes. So I'm just going to take a little sip of this. My throat's getting a little, um, dry. Excuse me. Yes, we can. We are able to hear through the different senses. So we might be receiving, and I should say receiving information through the different senses. Um, yeah, absolutely, Patty. Just connecting with love through the heart with animals has been my form of communication with animals, especially my dog, Bo. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's kind of the, what it all, just the crux of it. Um, but if we are thinking about it in terms of um, the, the process of animal communication, we can use different senses and we may not necessarily use all of them when we're communicating with an animal. We might receive information through um, like a visual where you're seeing. A lot of times I'll get, um, they're like little movies that will go through my head, through my mind's eye. Um, they might be images like a photo or just a picture, I should say, or an image. Um, or you might hear, and when I say hear, I mean you're not like, it's not like necessarily a Dr. Doolittle thing where there's like a voice out here that you're out here that you're hearing. It's, it's like a, um, a knowledge of the words, a knowing of the words. It's sort of like you're thinking of a sentence, but it's not coming from you. It's all of a sudden there's just these words. So, um, you might get a combination of things too. And then also what's very important is to feel that is really along with the, the heart. And I think they, they sort of go together, but 
feeling is so important because if you miss the feeling, you tend to miss everything um, <laughs> or a lot of things. Um, so if I get an image of something, it can take on a completely different meaning if I miss the feeling, if I get the feeling wrong, or if I don't tune into the feeling. Um, you can also just know. You can just have a knowing, we call it. So in other words, you just, you just, you know that your, uh, your animal needs to go outside, but maybe it isn't time for them to go outside. My dog just perked up. Uh, this happened, the last time I was on last week, literally the show started at seven at seven o'clock. She decided that she had to go out. <laughs> So I had to put my like countdown thing on and mention it in the chat and run outside. Um, so it's a knowing is like, you just know, we just, this is, you know, I just know something, my dog's got to go out, even though this isn't when we usually go out, the dog isn't maybe signaling. They're not like, maybe they're in another room and they didn't come in the room. Um, or, you know, that something's wrong with your animal, but they're not necessarily displaying anything obvious you just sort of pick up that something isn't right or it's extremely subtle and a lot of times we will dismiss these things and and say well I must have you know seen something and sometimes we do we'll see like a change in behavior of course but you can at the same time um you can at the same time think that you've seen something or, you know, tell yourself you've seen something when you haven't necessarily. And at the same time, you can also have an experience like that and just completely have it blow by you and not even notice that you had that happen. Like you just don't even think about it. Um, so I encourage people to take note of those things. Try to kind of like become more aware of that. Um, it's one of those things I think where when you decide that you're going to be aware of something, all of a sudden you just are. And you might want to jot it down, just start jotting those experiences down. Because I think they're really helpful for confidence building. Um, especially when you go back and look and you can see, oh, wow, you know, I, I really did get that. And sometimes time goes by and time will tell you more about the situation. And you're like, wow, I really, you know, I knew that that was going on early on. So do that. It's really good. Um, how come my text looks grayed out? I can see it. I'm not sure, but I can see it. Um, oh, okay, and you're dreaming of animals. Yeah, that is sometimes how some people do receive information is through dreams. Um, and it can be, sometimes it's about, it is coming about an animal, it is information. Sometimes it's a dream about, you know, it's one of those funny things where it's just, like you're saying here, sometimes it's like a puzzle, so it may not be about the animal, but um, you know, take notice of those things, write them down because the, it might become clearer. Um, the other thing that another way that we can pick up information from animals is from um, feeling it like in a physical way. So I might um, feel sort of a, a sensation or a twinge or something like that in my wrist. It might not even be painful, but I'm noticing that there's something like I'm feeling energy in the wrist area. 
And that can be that the dog I'm speaking with is trying to communicate that they, <coughs> no, I think this is, it's this wolf is um, filled with dust. I think it was up in my closet. <laughs> um, so anyway, you're, you may be picking up that the animal has something going on with their wrist. So I think I said, oh, taste and smell. Those are the other senses. So you might have a scent that you're picking up. Um, and that can be a way that you're getting information from an animal. You may taste something. That could be another way. So I've had some interesting experiences with that with uh, animals, let me tell you. So um, I had another question. Uh, you mentioned images. Do animals see in images, feelings, or both? Um, do they see in images, feelings, or both? Um, they, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the question, but let me try to answer it anyway. Um, they, oh, oh, I answered it now. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, good. So, um, so yeah, those are all the senses that can be used to communicate, to, to receive information from animals. And when we're giving information to animals, we go into this heart space, we get centered, and then we, I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to do a little bit of a demonstration, or I'm going to speak you through it, guide you through it. But we are sending information to them energetically. So a lot of times I will send an image of what I'm trying to convey to the animal, and then I'll also add emotion to it or feeling. Um, so... Yeah, when you're about to be sick, like the night before she sleeps near my head. Yeah, they pick up on those things. It's really, they're so sweet. That's so nice. Oh. Um, I have a cat, Gracie, who I'd love to have her here, but, you know, as, as I mentioned, I can't really, I can't get her to just sit here for this whole thing. So, hence the dusty wolf dog. Um, she will come to me if anything is going on. I can have a tiny little bit of a stomach ache and just kind of be lying down and she'll come over and, and lie on my stomach. Or I could be sad about something and she'll literally come from a complete other room and come running up to me and sit with me. So <laughs> animals are really picking up on the energy of, of, of what we're experiencing a lot more than we might, might think. Um, and they're just little healers too. Um, yeah, it's so, it's so sweet. They're, they're healers. They're, their energy can be so healing and it's so, you know, non-judgmental that I think it's just so easy to be so kind of completely like vulnerable with them. So when we are, let's just say that we're going to be doing this for the purposes of, you know, in this situation, we're going to be doing some massage moves with our pets. Um, we're going to go into this heart space. So we've gotten a little grounded. We may want to repeat this a little bit, kind of, you know, I know I've been talking and in my head, um, might be typing or whatever into the phone, texting into the phone, but just go back there, 
put your finger again under your lip and sometimes I'll also um, use my pinky um, that is the heart meridian so it makes a little more sense to use that and take in a deep breath and exhale And you can also do both of those at the same time if you're really in a pinch. So. And then also just do that release again. Just kind of just let go of anything that might be troubling you or you're just heavy with you. Right now this is a great time where we just get to sit and enjoy the animals. Always make sure to breathe and to drink lots of water when you're doing this kind of work, energy work. So, to make sure you can see my guy here. Um, And you know, this is also just a way when we communicate with animals, it's interesting because sometimes I will just be communicating with them and find that in doing that, people will get back to me and say, there's been a change and it was just having the conversation. So it's really amazing what just having a conversation can do to change a behavior or you know help a, an animal out emotionally and to and helps to support them. If you think about how we are as, as people, we just sometimes need to be heard. You know, if we're carrying around um, some stuff, uh, it can it can just be sitting there. And then when we finally are able to talk to someone about it and let it go. Um, let it out, then we're kind of over it. So think about that with your, your pets too and how helpful it is just to be talking to them. Um, okay, so, and I also wanted to mention um, a lot of people want to understand the difference between, because as I mentioned, this is a form of energy work and energy work um, can take on a lot of different forms. Um, this is not Reiki, um, but there's aspects of what we're doing in Reiki. Um, you know, there's some shared things, but Reiki has symbols and things like that. Um, but this is just working with straight energy of the animal and yourself, really. Okay, so let's just have our little animal here, um, living or stuffed, although I tend to think the stuffed are living on some level, but you know, that's just a carryover from childhood, I guess, that I can't let go of. So <laughs> taking in a deep breath <coughs> and letting it go and just focus on your heart chakra right there in the center of your chest. Breathe into that heart center. Okay, so I will definitely keep that question in mind, Patty. 
remind me of that question if I forget to answer it. Um, okay, so taking a deep breath again. And imagine your heart just expanding. You're opening your heart to the animal. You're receiving. You're here to listen and understand. And just, even if your pet is not with you, they don't have to be. You can just have their image in your mind's eye. Just say to them that you're learning to communicate with them. And this is part of the practice. And you hope that they will help you. And trust, most of all trust, because this is something that, again, you are born with and animals are so willing to do. So they're going to help us out. And I think it is always nice too when we're doing energy work of any kind, because we are, you know, opening ourselves up to ask for protection. Um, you know, that can mean different things to different people. I will ask God for protection from anything that's negative. And I also will a lot of times just visualize surrounding myself with a beautiful sort of transparent but also illuminated ball that's just sort of like glowing that's kind of how I picture it but you picture whatever works for you and you can also surround your pet with that And you might even want to surround your home with that. And then from your heart center, picturing a beautiful white light that's extending out and going to the animal's heart center. Connecting you and your pet. This is such an easy light. It just goes sort of back and forth, back and forth, this light, back and forth between you and your pet. And if there's any part of you, part of you that's feeling like you're not grounded, just visualize a silver cord that extends from the top of your head which is where your crown chakra is, down through the center of your body and extends all the way down into the earth, way, way down into the center. And it anchors there. And it also receives help from the earth, from nature. And that anchor should help you if you ever begin to feel that you are um, kind of getting <clears throat> ungrounded or, or lost. You can come back to that silver cord. 
or distracted. You can come back to that. And just let your animal know that you love them and that you're sending them all the love in the world. I'm going to ask you a few questions that you can or give you a few questions that you can ask your animal. And if you want, you can put them in the chat. Um, I'm just going to give you a few things and then, you know, wait till you get all that information before you go back to the technology part. Yeah, we had someone join us. Baked cake. Yes, we are still live. I'm doing a little bit of centering and we're just starting to, to communicate with animals. So you want to just hop into the space, put your finger under your lip. This is a centering thing that you do and take a deep breath. You might want to come back to this video and go back to the beginning to go through this stuff, but just to kind of catch you up where we are. Right now we've surrounded ourselves with a protective shield, like a ball of light. And I like to ask for protection from God, but that can be different things from different people because we're opening up our energy. And also imagine a silver cord that's connecting you to the center of the earth. And through that white light that's going from your heart to your animal's heart, just ask them to let you know if there's anything that they would like if there's anything just special that they want in their lives that you could do for them maybe if there's anything they'd like to change And don't judge anything, any information that you get right now. You're learning, so don't judge. And then also you're going to ask your, your animal, um, <clears throat> excuse me, if they could let you know if there's any message that they have for you, anything in particular that they would like just to help you with or let you know. Again, this information can come in thoughts, feelings, just a knowing. And just trust what you get right now. The most important thing is that you are connecting with your pet. 
So it's okay if you miss it right now. It's not 100% right. I'm so glad that this feels like a relaxing, peaceful place. That's what we aim for. <laughs> and it's really because of the animals, they give us that gift. And then you're going to put your hand on your animal if you haven't already and just you're going to just give them a long stroke from the base of their, like right where their neck is, or the top of their head even, right down their spine gently. It's a little bit more intentional maybe as you're doing this than a usual pet. You're thinking about it, about that feeling of petting them. I'm going a little slower even maybe than you would if you're petting them usually. And this helps the animal to, to understand that you're doing something a little bit different, that you're, you're shifting gears here. And let your pet know that you are going to be trying to do some nice relaxing massage with them. You want to help them to feel good. And you can do that even just by saying, I want you to feel good. Like just send the, the feeling of feeling good in your body to them. Like if you were having a massage, what would that feel like? And you know, there's studies that say sometimes when we, if we sit and intentionally generate a memory or um, a sensation that it can actually transfer in our, in our brains as though we're really experiencing that. And that can do wonders for us, for us health-wise and mentally. So if you can't get to a massage or afford a massage, you can mentally have a massage. <laughs> it's, it's not just as good as, but it, I, I'm trying here. <laughs> okay, so massage is wonderful because it's a contrary there i'm sorry i'm skipping ahead it can really help an animal with moving lymph through their lymph through their body so that can help um it benefits the immune system it can help them physically mentally it can help to loosen their muscles Relax their muscles. And we're not doing anything heavy duty here tonight, but when someone's trained, you know, when they've had surgery, um, massage can be wonderful to help them to speed up the healing after surgery or an injury. And it's even something you can do, just kind of doing massage. Um, you know, of course, always talk to your veterinarian. I even always get approval from a person's vet before I begin massage with them. Um, just make sure that it's okay, but you can do massage just generally speaking on their body if they're not, um, if, if they've come out of a, an injury or a surgery, you just stay away from the area where that happened. But even just um, 
doing some intentional um, stroking of an animal can just help to help with healing. So stimulates the immune system. Okay, so I'm going to show you um, something called, oh, and contraindications would be a fever, a systemic infection, um, and there are some heart conditions and also cancer treatments, so check with your veterinarian, like I mentioned. But if your animal's, you know, in good health, there's, there's no reason that you, you couldn't go in and do some massage. We will definitely get to the questions once we do the massage aspect after that. Okay, so, and you might even want to hold your questions till after so that you can focus and then we can do some Q&A at the end so you don't have to stop and type and that kind of thing. Um, unless it's about the technique um, as we're going along. Okay, so I'm going to show you something called effleurage. Now, effleurage is a very light stroke and it helps to prepare the muscles of the body for deeper work if we're going to be doing that we probably won't be doing really deep work but it's also very relaxing and helps with everything I mentioned previously like supporting the immune system and helping to remove toxins okay so barrage would be something in, and you're also using just to show you the palm of your hand. So sometimes when we pet, we might not be like, we're just kind of doing that. Maybe we're using our fingertips. See the fake dog in the fur flying at us. Um, but when we're doing this, we're using the palm of our hand and we're doing this with intention. And you can do this after our stroke. Wait, I'm gonna disconnect my wire here, but I, I do need to shift so you can see better. Um, let me turn him this way. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So an FRS stroke, you could just do right where the sh shoulders are. So this is kind of like the base of his, let's say that's the base of his neck and this is, these are his shoulders here. So if you came up the shoulders here and you put your palms here and then you're going to go back like this with intention. Some people call this angel wings. You can even go right down their arms when you do this. Just follow that through. And then continue that, going from the side of the spine, on either side of the spine, not putting pressure on the spine. And continue to do that as you work your way down. I kind of can't I, <laughs> do this. Um, I have to hold him up, but I would be doing this on both sides of him. And you can follow that right under, right through to the belly. and then continue on through down at the base of the spine and down the whole leg and just follow it through 
You can do a nice kind of as you're coming off of that into the paw, just a gentle stroke through the paw. Sometimes an animal doesn't like their paws touch, but you know, you know with your animal what you can do. Sometimes they'll let you do a little bit more when you're being more intentional. And that's called effleurage. So you can do that um, just as a, as a calming and as I said, to help remove toxins from the body. And you can also um, do that up here on the head a little bit. You can kind of just press down the top of the head. I mean, I think we've all experienced maybe going to the hairdresser and just how good it feels to have your head massaged even if you haven't been for a real massage. So relaxing. And you can follow that through around the ears on the bottom. And then just go back down the spine, doing that sort of intentional follow through, but not too hard, just sort of a light, light pressure. And when you get to the tail too, you can very, very gently you know, pull the tail. We don't want to do that too hard. That's a continuation of their spine. So we don't want to tug it or anything like that. We just want to kind of do it nice like that. Yeah, and you don't even have to know where the lymph nodes are on the body to be moving lymph in the body. That's the wonderful thing about doing these strokes. You can even come up here and kind of do a nice jaw, like right along here. It's a little, <laughs> he's not well defined, but I can show you easier on my, my jaw. It's a nice little, we don't want to come to the front of the throat, but just coming down a little bit on the side here. And from the ears, behind the ears. So relaxing. And the next move I'm gonna show you is called Petrissage. And this is very similar to like kneading bread. That's the way we, probably the best description of it. Um, so this helps, you're gonna do this more with the larger muscles of the body. So um, just move him around. So this would be like the, um, area, um, the back, back of the thigh, I should say the, the back of the thigh, not really the back because you can do a little bit of this here actually, depending on the animal and their like sensitivity. Um, also the back of the thigh as I was saying and the arms too. So this is just, as I said, like kneading bread. Um, so you're just gonna be pulling up like that a little bit. So it's like, you know, gonna be a little bit 
easier to do it in areas where there's just a, a little bit more muscle, a little bit more meat to grab onto. And it's gentle, you're not going to tug. This is the nice thing about the wolf too, I can show you things you shouldn't do without really hurting him. This is great too because it'll have the heels under here. And if you kind of come under here, you don't have to again know what you're doing as far as those length notes go. But you could still be affecting them by doing that. And you can just kind of come under the, the armpit and do a little squeeze. And you'll help to impact. The lymph nodes without really even knowing where they are. Although it's fun sometimes just to go online and look this stuff up. You can follow a chart if you want to know a little bit more. And you can go towards the back And there's lymph nodes under here too, so you're going to be helping to move them from that part of the body as well. And please let me know if you do have any questions about these moves, if there's anything you want to know. Um, something I didn't mention before is that before you do massage, you can also use a moist heat, like a, a moist towel, like run it under hot water, um, but make sure that when you put that on your animal, that you check it, that it's lukewarm. They do cool off very quickly, which is why I'm saying to run under hotter water because it will quickly turn into lukewarm. Um, but animal's fur will trap the heat. You can actually kind of, you can burn them if it's too hot. So make sure you check it, that it's it's definitely lukewarm, not too hot. But you could lay that across their shoulders before you do massage to prepare them. Um, anywhere, really, on the body. It's a nice thing to do just to before the massage, if you like. And um, you could also use those um, things that you heat up. They have, like, little different things in them, beads and beans and things like that, those kind of pads. Um, but again, just make sure they're, they're cooled off. A lot of times you're going to want to put, um, depending on the make of it, you're going to want to put something around it, um, like a pillowcase or something like that, just to make sure that it's not too hot. Um, okay. Now, when we finish up, we want to reconnect the body. So we're going to go back and do a little bit more effleurage, just kind of go down through your angel wings again. And then just go down the spine a couple times. And then you're going to want to end by putting your hand between the shoulder blades and the base of the spine. You wouldn't, of course, do this, but I'm just trying to show you. Um, you would pinch them and hold them up. But putting them with the hands of the neck, base of the spine, 
taking a deep breath yourself and just with intention, feel the energy. Notice that you're balancing the energy. You're letting know the massage is ending. And that is a little massage session. Oftentimes animals will need to drink some water, a little bit more water than usual, make sure they have water available after massage. And then sometimes they may have to go to the bathroom shortly after massage. So are there any questions about the massage itself? I'm going to talk a little bit about the communication aspect of the massage too. Okay, so I don't see any questions about that, and I definitely will get back to your communication questions. Um, so uh, animal massage and animal communication go great together. You're going to definitely enhance the animal's massage experience if you're doing communication with them. Because like I mentioned, they can guide you to where they want you to go. So when you go in to do your um, massage and connecting with your animal, you're going to do all the things we did, you know, the grounding, the centering, um, connecting through the heart, and just sit with them and let them know you're about to do this massage. Put your hands on them, um, you know, do a little stroking thing down the spine a couple of times. And then put your hands back up here. Or if you feel your hands are being guided to go somewhere else, put them wherever you feel your hands are being guided. But I'm just showing you to go up at the neck, face the neck. And then stroke down their back. See if you feel that your hand is guided to go anywhere in particular on the body. So maybe perhaps you are drawn to go over to the base of the spine. You may just feel that the energy is pulling you there. And the animal is guiding you there energetically. You may also receive more information this way because you're um, connecting also on a physical level with the animal. So you may receive some, any of those senses that I mentioned. You may feel something in your body of, of awareness, experiencing discomfort. Um, and, you know, as mentioned, be, be cautious with that because if it is something that's painful or, you know, it might require veterinary care before you go and do anything there. You might need to get that checked out. But, um, you know, trust trust the information you're getting and, you know, use that for, for its highest good. But you may also just feel that an animal is kind of telling you, oh, my hips are tight. I want you to go there, you know, and, and give me a little bit of a massage there. Do some maybe pet petrissage there. Um, you may, they may guide you to their shoulder area. They're just like us. They have all these sort of aches and pains. And, um, you know, sometimes even the, the things that we use like collars and harnesses, things like that can cause tension and tightness in the neck area or wherever they're, you know, crossing over in the body. So those can be great areas just to, even like as a maintenance thing, to be doing some massage in these areas, just to keep your pet loosened up and, and more comfortable. I always think like wearing those collars all the time, it's like, oof. Um, 
especially if you have a pet that you're you might have some issues with like pulling or that type of thing they're gonna you know just by default they're gonna probably have more of that like tension in that area so massage can be just a great way to help them with that um, I lost my train of thought but I'll come back to it so it does anyone have any questions um, okay <coughs> so far um, Another thing I did just want to show you, and I kind of didn't go there, but the ears. Animals do often like to have their ears massaged. Some don't, but a lot of them do. Um, and you would just do a gentle sort of circular motion. And sometimes just the difference between, I mean, these are massage strokes that we use for different things. And as a massage practitioner that's trained, I'm visualizing where the muscles are. And there's, um, you know, sometimes like a, like an injury um, that I'm consciously taking those things into consideration. I'm trying to do something very specific, like manual lymphatic drainage is a whole technique or cranial sacral. But sometimes these things are just things that we do naturally. So a lot of times people will, you know, massage their animal's ears. And really the only difference when you're doing a massage session with your pet, it's just more about the intention. Um, just sitting there massaging them on the couch is great even just doing it not intentionally. If you're just, whatever, watching TV or reading a book, whatever, you're just doing this, it's great for them. But with um, massage, you're just doing a little bit more intentional, a little more intentions going into it. And you may also be more in tune with them, like we're talking about, and listening, receiving information while you're doing it. And I just think this can be a way to, um, to, sort of enhance your um, skills with animal communication. I, I just find that a lot of times when I am um, doing massage with an animal, I'm just picking things up. Um, a lot of times it is more on a physical level when I'm, you know, obviously if I'm being paid to do a massage session, then that's more what I'm going to be focusing on. But if I'm just massaging my dog or cat at home, I'm going to be sometimes just receiving information that maybe I wouldn't have because this has helped me to be more intentional and focused and sit with them. And I just am going to get more information. So I think it can help you if you're trying to learn to communicate with animals. This is a good way to um, sometimes to to. Uh, make better, bigger strides is to be doing this kind of a thing with them. Um, and sometimes there's a, there's a time and a place for just sitting and receiving information in animal communication, but you're going to learn those things. If you decide that you want to continue trying to do these things and practice them, maybe even go for, you know, classes either with myself or me or someone else, um, you, you'll learn different techniques and you'll start to learn the way that you best receive information from animals. You kind of develop your own protocol after a while and you begin to notice what senses you're more likely to um, have information or, or to be receiving information through. So I get a lot of visual with um, feelings attached to it. Um, okay, so Thank you, Patty. I'm glad you found it helpful. 
And um, bake cake, how do you, do you get a lot of work from people for animal therapy? Like, do you people know about this and is it important to humans to provide this care for their fur babies? Um, so I definitely think it's important for humans to provide this care for their fur babies, for sure. Um, you know, I would say it's, it's a great way to not only emotionally help your pet, just to help them feel good, you know, but I would say that on some level, you're probably doing something to improve their health. Um, even if you're just doing it at home, you're doing something to probably improve their health, just like with humans going for massage. It's, it's anything a human benefits from, from going to massage or getting a massage, an animal can benefit from from getting massages. So, and they've been proven to lower blood pressure and, you know, reduce stress and help all the systems of the body. So, you know, just think about all the things that it's the great things it's doing for your pet to be massaging them. Even just at home, doing these simple things can be great for them, just the maintenance. Um, and do you get a lot of work from people for animal therapy? Um, I, you know, obviously things got a little weird with COVID, <laughs> um, but yes, things have increased for sure. I did my first practitioner level. Um, it's been a really long time. It's been like over, I don't even know, like 10, it might be 12 years and things were different things have changed. Like people are becoming more aware of these other ways that they can help their animals where maybe they don't necessarily want to have the first thing be, um, first of all, maybe people are starting to realize more. I do think people are starting to realize more for themselves. And then this transfers to, of course, their animals, that prevention is key. So these, this massage is a great way to prevent, um, problems down the road. And then if it's advised, advised by their vet, that it can be a way maybe to help um, stave off to not have to use maybe some um, medications. So um, it's something that has increased. Um, I would say I probably get more animal communication work than massage and acupressure. But again, that's changing. So um, good question. Um, yeah, I, should, I wish it was covered by all insurance. Definitely for mental health and physical health. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, so going back, some people had some questions. Uh, da, 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 should tell me. Why her eyelids and ears itch? It's not all the time, though. So, yeah, that could be something going on with um, an allergy. It could be if it's not all the time, if, if it's, you know, different seasons, then you're looking at probably something environmental. But, you know, you can always check with your vet. But it could also be a food issue. You know, it could be a food allergy. That, so maybe that's why it's not all the time that um, it's only coming up when they're eating certain foods. The other thing about allergies that we're starting to see, I think, is that, oh, good, Coco enjoyed it. Good. Um, that 
there can be stomach related stuff like trying to get the stomach balanced is a huge part of health in general and so that could be something that's going on too is that you want to get the stomach imbalanced in balance um and that's something to again speak with it, it tends to be more of a, a holistic vet kind of a conversation where they're going to um, see things in that way that um, the connection between um, bacteria and the gut and just th that type of thing. Although not more traditional Western vets too are starting to get this stuff. It's starting to become more prevalent. Um, and I do also have... Um, an interview, a couple interviews with some holistic vets on here. Um, Dr. Bukov, Dr. Gerald Bukov, um, is one of them. And oh my gosh, her name just went out of my head. Um, I feel so terrible. I will put her, <laughs> I'll put a, a card or a thing up here so that you could check her out too, but it's in my playlist. You'll see from my interviews. Um, she's great. And I can't, she has a French name and I don't, it just, it's, I'm so sorry. She's wonderful. It's 8.50 at night. So some things are like, you know, my brain's not as sharp right now, but, um, and yes, probiotics. Um, you know, again, I can't, I can't tell people what their pet should be taking as far as supplements go, but I use probiotics. I think that they can be very helpful. And I've seen vets more and more telling people to use probiotics. Thank you, Jennifer. I really appreciate that um, people hitting the like button because that does happen. I do it myself. I'll be watching a live on YouTube or in a chat and I just forget that the like button's even there because you kind of have to minimize the chat or something to see it. I can't think of it now. But um, and yes, from what I've learned about, yeah, trauma, physical touch is one of the most beneficial therapies for healing. Yeah, absolutely. It can definitely be so good. Um, so um, somebody had another question. What was the other question? Uh, Patty had a question. What was that? Um, I know it was there. Patty, Patty, Patty. Oh. Do you have any suggestions for my dog, Bo? We live in a busy street and he is barking and stimulated frequently, um, which does get quite annoying at times. I I actually have a similar issue with my dog, my German Shepherd. Um, um, you know, there are situations that I think sometimes just come down to plain old, you have to do training kind of stuff. Um I am doing some training with him about that. I kind of talked about I talked about that a few episodes ago on my major Biden episodes about um, that I was going to be focusing on training with him this spring. Um, there's some techniques about that because that's in their nature to do that a lot of the time, whether it's that they're afraid and they're protecting themselves or that they're protecting your home and it's a territorial thing. It can be either one or both. Um, but there's different methods for, for how to, um, help to minimize that or to stop it completely. Um, so I think it, a lot of that does come down to training. I think that, anim but, but that animal communication can be very important because like I had an animal, um, that I was speaking with last week and his mom got back to me and he 
um, was pulling on the leash and we talked about it in the communication and I advised her to begin to show him what she wanted in the walk, what she wanted him to do when they walked. So just like we did today, like, you know, doing a, a sort of little bit of an animal communication, um, doing it at least once a day with them, sitting down and showing them that image because you want to keep it fresh in their minds. Doing it right before the walk is obviously ideal. Um, but pretty quickly, I mean, she was letting me know within a week, I would say, that he just, he was no longer pulling. Um, so I was very happy to hear that. And I think it came from her diligence, from her keeping it up and, you know, keeping it going and showing him and reinforcing it with him through animal communication. Um, so I really think that training and animal communication go hand in hand because you're showing them through the animal communication what you want. You're listening to them and finding out what maybe is um, hindering their progress in their training. Um, and, you know, it just, it, it, for obvious reasons, it's just like if you were working with someone who's learning how to play baseball or something like, you know, that you're, it's feedback, it's back and forth, you know, what telling them, well, you know, this is what you want to do. And this is the steps. This is what we want to see. And then they're letting you know, well, I'm having a problem with this or that, you know, this is, is part of what I'm, my issue is. So, um, I think it can be great for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, barking problems and all I could do that worked was to bring them inside when they were barking at traffic, <coughs> foot track of foot traffic. I rewarded them probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, if you were bringing them inside when they were barking, if they wanted to go inside, then you're re re rewarding them. Probably, yeah, if that's what their goal was, if they want, if they like to go inside. Um, so, yeah, sometimes, you know, it happens. Like I said, I've got, I've got stuff. I've always got stuff that I've got to work with, with my, my animals. So um, nobody's perfect. And, you know, some animals, are, a lot of animals, and this is a good thing, are coming from shelters, but that can mean that they're coming with stuff um, that, we then need to work on and it's better to just be honest with ourselves and say, okay, this is an issue. We need to work on this. And you know, it's okay. It happens. You know, this is, um, part of adopting a dog and even not adopting a dog you still have stuff you have to work on. So, um, and some cats too. So <laughs> definitely there can be, there can be stuff with cats too. And all of these, the effleurage, the petrissage, these are also things that you can do with cats. Um, you know, I would consult with a vet if you have other types of animals, like, I don't know, a ferret or a hamster or something like that. Um, but I would think that you can, you know, transfer it. Just check with your veterinarian. Um, so were there any questions that were coming up for people. How did, were there any, did you, did anybody feel like those questions were getting answered? You know, did you receive any information that you maybe would even want to share with us from the communication that you did?
turtle massage. <laughs> yeah, maybe those little bottom legs. But you know, you could do energy work with a turtle or any animal for that matter. You can do energy work with them. Um, just you can even just put your hands on them and just send them love and white light. And you know, you could do that with them. So even a little turtle guy. Um, do people feel like they will be able to transfer this? Do you feel like this might be something that you'll practice or maybe even use my MP3 that I have on my website? Um, it's on the first page, by the way. I always forget to mention that it is on the first page of my website. You scroll down. Maybe I need to move it up or something so people can see it better, but it's on there. Um, and it's a free download. I think it will ask you for your email, but that, you know, uh, if you I forget if, if you, I don't know if, if it looks like you're automatically being put on my email list, you do have to confirm. Um, but if you don't want to be on it, you can always let me know. I can take you off of it. Um, but it will require you to enter your email to get the MP3, but it is free. So, um, oh, good. Oh, thank you. Bake cake. So what I've seen is amazing. I'll be watching this. I still haven't figured out how to put these comments on the screen. I don't know if I star it. Does that do it? I hope that didn't do anything bad. I don't see it up there. So I guess not. I guess I need to find that out. Oh, add to broadcast. Oh, wait, but it's clear. So, <laughs> so you can't see it. All right. I need to change the font. There is a way to change the font on that. I think so. Um, oh no, I hit something. Wait, I hit my preview mode. I hope I didn't just screw it up, but um, so Ann B says, I'm grateful to know, I guess I'll move that out of the way since it doesn't look right. Get that off the screen. And, oops. Um, I am grateful to know this information, though I don't have a pet. I feel everyone should know this. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, it's, um, it's wonderful. And I appreciate people sharing it, you know with anybody that uh, they know who could benefit from this, people that have animals. Um, you know, you could be that person, the auntie that comes over and works on your friend's animals. So, you know, I think I talk about this all the time, but animal communication is so important because it just, I think that it, it the animals have a lot to teach us. They have so much to teach us. They've, definitely impacted the way that I interact with humans and the world in general and taken care of myself, even like probably I wouldn't maybe, I probably wouldn't even be as healthy or try to be as healthy. You know, it's a motivation to be healthy because um, you want to be in a good energetic space to, to be communicating with them. And if you don't take care of yourself, then it, it may present um, a block. So it's a motivator for me to take better care of myself so that I can be able to do this. And being able to hear what the animals have to say, I, I really do just believe it, it's gonna, it makes this world a better place. Um, and we need to be teaching people from a young age to do it. So I feel Coco knew I was connecting, but I don't feel I received a message but she loved the massage. Yes, I will try again. Thank you. And that's fine. 
you know, the fact that you were connecting is awesome. That is like all you need to know at this point. You don't necessarily have had to have gotten, you know, the information. Um, that's okay. Just the connection is what's really important. Um, and keep practicing. Yeah, absolutely. I have a ton of videos on here that you can um, benefit from. There's playlists that you'll see um, where I do other sort of demonstrations and things like that and little tips. I did a mini bite series last year that has a lot of different aspects kind of broken up into these little little videos about animal communication. So take advantage of those. Those are great resources. I'll have that at the end, the card for that um, to link to. Um, so I really just appreciate you guys being here. And if you, anybody has any questions at all, um, please let me know. You can put comments in the you can put a comment after this in the comment section. If you have a question about anything I've talked about, please put it there or anything else. Um, and I'd love to know also what people want more of on this channel. This has been a slow growing channel. It's an interesting thing. YouTube is, um, it, I, it's a beast. That's the term that, um, you know, when it started out, it was easy to grow. And, um, you know, this channel has grown very slowly and I'm okay with that. Um, but I do need people's help to, to grow more. It's just, we need to get this information out there. And, you know, it's, it is a lot of work doing this stuff, especially when I do editing and, um, it's, it's a lot of work. So I do appreciate people subscribing and growing. YouTube sees those other people subscribing and they see likes and then they promote you. They sort of put you at the front if for other people to, to watch your videos, that's just how they work. So it can be difficult nowadays to get going. Um, and I don't see a lot of these videos for animal communication that are new. I see someone doing like <clears throat> one and done um, that they call a documentary seven years ago. And they have like 14 million views. Person never did another thing, but those will come up first. So I really, this is kind of a... Um, <laughs> a request of, I don't know what the word is, sort of a, you know, a, a, I don't know, I'm asking people if they could help, if they could share this channel and, and let other people know about it and like it, like this video, um, that helps too. And I appreciate everyone's questions. So, um, oh, how is Mr. Kitty doing at your mother's? Mr. Kitty, um, he, thank you so much for asking about Mr. Kitty. He, he's, you know, now that the weather's warmer, he's staying away a little bit more. He'll he'll be gone for a couple of days and then he'll come back. Um, he still wants the food that she puts out, but he's not hanging around quite as much. He does still have this like eye thing going on. He definitely needs a vet. Um, so that's kind of an ongoing thing. My mother lives about three and a half hours from me, so I can't do as much as I would like with that. Um, and you know, so, and she feels he's, I don't, she hasn't gone and gotten like a trap or anything. Cause she thinks he's too smart for that. Um, he's a, he is, he's very streetwise. So, um, oh yeah. Um, bake cake that is supposedly in the works actually, um, going on in his channel. We have a, a tentative date about that. So I probably shouldn't I'd like announce it because it isn't firmly in place but 
I'm really hoping to do that. He's great. Um, save Robbie. He's great. If anyone, I will share his uh, link in my description too. He's wonderful. And so is Alex. So I'll put her link there. Alex was on the show last week. Um, she's great. If you like true crime, those are um, some true crime people. That's not all Robbie does, but um, that's what Alex does. Uh, and I find this stuff is great for people like me and Jennifer and Bake Cake. And I think there's a few others in here that came over from the true crime cruise uh, shows, um, crew shows. This is a great way to sort of reset yourself because it isn't good to have that stuff all the time going through your head. This is a way to detach from that and reset. And, you know, this is, it's so light. The animals are so filled with light and love and we can fill ourselves up with that and then go back to those things, I think, in a better state of mind. Um, but I, you know, I love that stuff. So I'll never stop probably watching it. Um, yep. Seeking the truth of Dave. Barton. Yeah. Uh, crime and the dogs. Yeah. That's what we tried to do. We did a little bit of that last week. Um, I am seeking a canine person. If anyone knows a canine person who would want to come on and do some commentary about some of the true crime stuff, or if they don't, I understand that because if you are in the um, kind of canine search and rescue or anything like that, maybe you don't want to comment on the work of other um, canines out there. I'm not, I haven't, I don't know, but even just to come on and talk about it would be great. Um, John Wick Williams came on here and talked about, he's a great, um, he's retired now, but he was a military canine trainer and really, really strong background in that. Um, but I'm looking for someone who's actively doing like search and rescue stuff because he wasn't really doing that. He was doing the military stuff. So, um, but he's great. And um Somebody else, I think, had a question. Um, da, 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 Mr. Kitty. Yeah, we want Mr. Kitty to get better. Oh, my kitty has alopecia and right now, and I know that massage will help him to relax and stop pulling at his fur. Yeah, definitely. Aw, the poor kitty. Yeah, that would be soothing for him. Yes, this is great therapy after watching so much true crime. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we wouldn't have so much crime if people were taught how to listen and ground themselves and hear from animals that are so loving and pure. Maybe we just wouldn't have all that or so much of it. Bye, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for doing the mod last week. I'm glad I don't have to really have as much <laughs> of that stuff too much with... Um, I didn't know when Alex came on, we might need it because people might come on and start doing the true crime more. If we were talking about it, there might be some stuff. So thank you for doing that impromptu last week. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you for looking into that, uh, Bay Cake, if you have an opportunity. Um, so, uh, yeah, animals have a lot to offer as far as what, the ways we could we could interact with each other. Um, so good night. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the things I mentioned last week was, um, the way that people have used animals in some of these criminal cases, the way that animals have been impacted by these crimes, 
Um, so I think we need to learn a different way. We need to really understand them and be on their level and learn how to not treat them in these ways. Yeah, I know that is, oh, that's so hard. I don't know what to do to do. I'm trying different things right now with changing his food and different laundry detergent. Yeah, it's, that's such an important thing. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, toxins in the home can so be so harmful to our pets. Cleaning products, um, perfumes that we wear, um, you know, hair products, things that give off these strong odors. Um, God, those plug-in things. This isn't a judgment. I mean, I used stuff like that for many years until I came to a place where I realized um, I, I had things happen to my pets. I had two cats, Emma and Wolfie, who passed um, in my a long time ago, my 20s, I think it was. And they, um, when I looked back, I was like, when I started to get into energy work and got in touch with my ability more to consciously communicate with animals and just the community of people in that and the holistic world. And I realized like all these the chemicals I had used in my home and some of the foods that they were given early on that I had a lot of regrets um, because you can really impact them hormonally, emotionally, behaviorally, Sometimes just cleaning up your home, getting rid of the toxins that maybe you're using, the chemicals, can cause huge shifts in their behavior, their health, um, the stuff you're putting on yourself. And that's what I mean. Sometimes it's our animals that motivate us to take care of ourselves better. Um, so, yeah, I don't use detergent on his kitty litter tray. I tried a plug-in, but it didn't work for him. Oh, you mean the, um, yeah, the, the behavioral plug-in things you're talking about. Um, yeah, bottled water. Um, sorry about him. Um, yeah, what did the vet say? Have they thought it could be linked to anything? Like, did they do any um, testing on food or, like, maybe a food sensitivity? Because that definitely could be, um, and it it could be stress too. But I, you know, for some reason I'm not necessarily getting stressed with that. I'm not picking that up. I'm feeling like something else. But stress can definitely cause animals to do over grooming and stuff like that. Those you know, strange behaviors like that. Um, I don't give him Sawyer grains, yeah. Um, oh, the poor little guy. Yeah, I don't, you might want to check out the, um, you know, talk to your vet about doing, aller, you know, food sensitivity testing and see if it could be related to that. Like, it could be a protein that they, isn't good for them. Excuse me, like a chicken isn't good for them, that kind of thing. Um can be just different for different animals. Um, I, I mean, one thing I can tell you is I'm a, a strong believer in raw feeding when it comes to um, skin issues, any, a lot, lot of different issues. Feeding animals raw can just change things dramatically sometimes. 
So, um, oh, the vet wanted to put him in antidepressants. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes that, that can do a lot of good is getting him on a biologically appropriate diet. Um, there's a great video out there by Dr. Becker who talks about the biologically appropriate diets, which just means getting back to what's good for that particular species, what kind of foods really are going to nurture them and um, help them and um, improve their immune system and help their behavior because it's what they're just predisposed to be eating. And a lot of the foods that are out there are going against that. They're not um, benefiting them that way. He's always been a bit anxious. Um, seafood, wet food. Okay. Um, yeah, Dr. Becker's great. So Dr. Becker and raw feeding, she's got videos. She puts things in great, like she, she breaks it down really well. She puts, makes things very clear. Um, but you know, also, uh, um, if it is, you know, if, if he was coming to the point where if your vet decided that this was more of like a behavioral type of thing, like a, um, wanted to put him on an antidepressants. I mean, there are other things that you can do holistically. There's, um, like massage, um, acupressure. And I have some videos here with, um, stress related, um, well, acupressure points for stress that you might want to check out too. Um, I use essential oils for, um, soothing, like generally things like lavender are good. Um, they're well tolerated usually by animals. Um, diffusing something like a lavender can be very beneficial for, um, for cats to make sure it's high quality. I'm always willing to talk to people about that. I use Young Living only. Um, that's me. Tons of research went into why I do that, and um, I believe strongly in that particular brand. I'm not saying that, not judging any other brands, except I am judging the ones that are saying that they're organic or that they're, hey, great for everybody, but then they're so pure, but they really aren't. They haven't done the testing and the, um, you know, they just haven't, it makes me kind of angry when they, when they're charging people money for these oils that they claim to be pure and natural and they're not. So, um, you know, but as far as the kind of higher quality oils, I just really like Young Living. I trust Young Living. I've done a lot of work with them, a lot of research, a lot of, um, community networking, things like that, a lot of learning. And that's the one I've come down to, especially with animals. So I can always talk to you about that. And I have a free uh, handbook on my website. It's on the same front page of my website as the free MP3. Um, that in that handbook is about essential oils with pets. So, um, and I have a page on my site about essential oils. Um, and I thought you had to be careful with lavender around cats. So it all comes down to the quality, the quantity. Um, those are the two major things. If you're using a subpar oil, so that's why I stick with, like I'm saying, I know and I trust Young Living. I just 
I stick with them because I know that that is, um, it's a excellent, excellent quality oil. I don't have to worry about it. And then it comes down to quantity. So, um, there are, um, specific actually oils for pets on the young living site. And, um, and I'm always willing to talk to anybody about this stuff. I don't charge to talk to you about essential oils. Like if you wanted to set up a phone call or if you want to email me or what have you, whatever's your favorite form of communication. Um, <coughs> there's something called Trauma Life. I love Trauma Life. It's an animal-specific oil. That might be a good oil for your kitty. Um, that was the oil that my kitty, uh, Tierna, when she would go to the vet, um, she loved it. It was just so relaxing for her. And it's just, it's a great oil. It's very good. Um, uh, and vaporizers, vaporizers spewing oils onto surfaces where they walk and pick it up in their puzzle. Well, you're not really supposed to put um, essential oils in vaporizers normally. Um, yes, trauma life. That's the one. No. I'm sorry. I'm getting that confused. I'm sorry. It's tea away. That's the name of it. There's a, there's an oil called trauma life for people. And I was getting the two confused. Tea away is the name of the oil for pets. They have a line of pet oils specifically. They're called animal scents. Um, and I like, you know, those are kind of set up specifically for pets. So the tea away is really good for, um, like, just all the things that you're talking about. Um, as I said, it was great for my cat, Tierna, when she would go to the vet. Um, unfortunately, she passed a few months back, but um, that was the oil that I found really helped her, which would just be calm and relaxed. Um, but um, yeah, there's specific diffusers that you use with essential oils that um, shouldn't be spewing oils everywhere. Um, they, they put out the oil into the air, they diffuse the oil into the air. That's what they're made for. Um, so vaporizers, I don't know about putting, you wouldn't, I wouldn't advise putting these oils in a vaporizer anyway. I don't know if they're, if you're talking about a specific brand of vaporizer that says that you can put oils in them. I, I don't know, but Young Living has vaporizers. Um, I mean, diffusers, um, and fill away and Code. I don't know code oils. I'm not sure what that is. Um, feel away. What's one of those plugins? Um, I don't know. I, you know, for some reason, I love CBDs. Oh, C oh, that's what code oils you meant. CBD. Um, CBDs. I love. I use CBDs with my pets. Um, I have CBDs that I use for pets on my website. The um, there's a a drop down menu that has all the different pages on my sites and you'll see um one of those is um it says like products and the, it'll have essential oils and cbds if you're interested in looking at what i use um there's a couple little videos on there from a company is through hemp lucid and they have a pet line um so they have human oils and they have a pet line so um I have that link in my description too below, I think. Yeah, I do. I have the in this description here below um, for the CBDs that I like to use. So um, yeah, CBDs are great. They, um, 
I use them a lot with my dogs um, for different things like travel and um, stress, you know, just general calming. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have any questions after this that I haven't answered or you think of something after, feel free to reach out to me. It's Anne with an E at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. Um, and my website is intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. So feel free to reach out to me. Those links are in the description. You can just use the links too. Um, but I, I really appreciate you guys being here and I love all your questions and I hope that you do um, practice this and continue to use it. Um, oh, hi, Janessa. Yay, I'll be there. I love to hear. I think I missed you in the beginning. Thank you. I don't know if you're still here, but thank you for coming. So I um, encourage you all to keep practicing this and just connecting with your pets. They love it. Um, is it advisable to put CBD inside its cat's ears? I, <coughs> I don't know of a CBD that you put in their ears. I could be completely wrong. There could be one that's specifically for that, like an ear treatment that has CBDs in it. I haven't heard of it, but that would be interesting if there were. Um, it's usually ingestible, or I did just hear the, the line I have, I don't think has a salve yet for animals or anything to put on them. I did have a, a client mention a CBD that you put on them, and I forgot to get the name of it. Um, <laughs> but um, that would be for like muscle aches. So I don't know about the ear thing. That's That would be new to me. I haven't heard of that. Um, oh, hi, Janessa. Good. I'm glad you're here. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. But Usually they're to ingest the CBDs or sometimes they come in treat form. The ones I use are liquid um, right now. That's what they have. So um, yeah, they've helped my, my dogs out a lot. So I have one dog that will, I have them too. I have the same brand and either way, if she sees me take out hers or mine, she will come over. Like she wants the, she loves them. She knows what it's for. She is like, she can be a little stressed out, my dog. So she, this particular, my female dog. So she, she likes the benefit of it. Like she, she's made the connection that I take this, I feel better. I feel more relaxed. So, um, and then they can also just help with, um, you know, there's some information out there that they can help with, uh, aches and pains and things like that. Discomfort, I should say. Um, uh, that's something you should talk to your vet about, of course. But um, So thank you again, everyone, for being here. I don't think that I don't see any more questions, but, um, you know, I hope you'll to, um, you know, hear from anybody who does have questions. And again, thank you so much for those of you who are here tonight and for those of you who do watch the replay. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate you being here. So everyone take care and God bless.
Rub my belly, rub my belly, rub my belly. 